live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news. The networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... November the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law, the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers were the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. All right. um, A quick recap of yesterday's show. It was a freedom, love, and fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. We had our guest on, Mr. Patrick Wood. He is editor of Technocracy News and founder of Coherent Publishing, LLC. Well, he started up a new important uh, group, if you will. Uh, it's called Citizens for Free Speech, and it's a nonprofit, <clears throat> nonprofit 501c3 organization. The goal is to defend and to support the First Amendment of the Constitution. Citizensforfreespeech.org is what it's called, citizensforfreespeech.org. And we talked about the freedom of expression of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom to peaceably assemble, assemble I'm sorry, and freedom to redress the government with our grievances, all five critical and all five literally on the ropes. We talked a little bit about the Case Act of 2019. That could destroy the Internet as we know it. Net neutrality, destroying the Internet. Are you familiar with an Internet kill switch, I might ask? We talked about suspending the Constitution. Believe it or not, government does whatever it wants. Anyway, the Department of Homeland Security is planning to develop or compile a list of all bloggers journalists, social media influencers, and more. Um, You don't think it can happen here? Well, in the cyber war right now, Russia will disconnect itself from the Internet this weekend. I guess they say in an effort to defend itself from a U.S. cyber attack. Harry Pettit wrote the article. So look, Russia is literally disconnecting themselves from the Internet because they're concerned about a U.S. cyber attack, isn't it? That, our complaint against them? See, the bottom line is governments do these things, and then they act like, oh, the only answer is more government, see? That's the problem. You think it can't happen here? Think again. So anyway, that was first hour. Second hour, it was Sam and Curtin Nolte, author, said Michelle Obama condemns white flight after purchasing home in Martha's Vineyard. And we talked about the first lady, uh, former first lady Michelle Obama, condemned white people for fleeing minority neighborhoods just weeks after her and her husband, Barack Obama, purchased a $15 million estate in Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard's 95% white, 2% black, just so you know. The Obamas also own a second home, an $8 million mansion in the exclusive D.C. neighborhood of, um, I think they say it, Calorama, which is 80% white. Only 4% black. Uh, The Obamas have a $5.3 million third home in Rancho Mirage, California, which is 89% white and just 2.6% black. Don't worry, they still own their Chicago home. 
in Hyde Park, which they say is about 26% black. So there you go. They own like four homes totaling over $30 million in predominantly white neighborhoods. But what I find fascinating is that Michelle Obama literally is dishonest as all get out. She tells about when she was a kid and she moved to a white neighborhood and everybody just fled. They just left. They just ran in horror because she was black and she's peddling propaganda. She's had a silver spoon in her mouth her whole life. Uh, she's, you know, not being genuine with you at all. Uh, you know, people don't leave these neighborhoods because a black person moves in. People leave neighborhoods because they slowly but surely become more and more and more and more like the hood. And when they become more like the hood, people reject them. That's really the bottom line. People are afraid of criminals, folks. I don't care if they're black or white or who they are. When a neighborhood, um, you know, when you start putting bars up on stores because of robberies and stuff like that and windows, and pretty soon people want to leave the hood. So I, Sam Bushman, threw down the gauntlet to Michelle. Michelle, you say that white people are afraid of black people and we're all on the run. And I just want to basically say this. Why don't we go to the National Press Club, Sam Bushman and Michelle Obama. Uh, you'll take a, 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 a little no-name talk show host, blind guy, who's white, and a well-known, well-respected black lady that's, that's literally highlighting this divide in America. And let's just go to the National Press Club and debate it. I'll fly out at my own expense. I'll raise money on GoFundMe to get the money for the um, you know, press club event. We'll invite all the media there. Little white blind guy debates, you know, Michelle Obama, king of the free world. I mean, queen of the free world. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and just have this throwdown debate. We'll invite all the media and everything. And we'll talk about several things. We'll talk about where she lives. We'll talk about, you know, where she's lived. And we'll talk about her life. And we'll talk about how much money she's got. And, you know, we'll talk about how, you know, America's really held that poor black lady down. And, and, and we'll talk about white flight. And we'll talk about how scared I am to deal with somebody like Michelle, okay? And we'll just have a throwdown, open-style debate on this topic. Uh, what do you think, Sheriff? Sheriff Richard Mack with me, ladies and gentlemen. He couldn't make it Friday, so he's jumping in today. Two hours of hard-hitting talk. Uh, what do you say to that, Sheriff? My throwdown to Hillary, or to Michelle. Well, I'd love to see it, but there's one thing that Michelle Obama never does. Is she afraid, Sheriff? And she, she never debates people openly, and uh, in fact... Uh, she never takes criticism from anything she says or does. She's a little afraid of this of this um, nickname, Mormon blind white talk <laughs> show host from Utah. For reals? Well, she she's uh, always been uh, a hit and run uh, person when it comes uh, to her views. Uh, she's never accountable for them, and uh, y you'll never find a time where she literally is confronted. By anyone, I mean, she'll go on the View and she'll go on Jimmy Fallon, and all, but you know, it's all milk toast, uh, softball stuff, and uh, you know, everybody's just lauding her for being so great and wonderful. And uh, she and her husband have promoted racial divide in this country, and this is just another example of it. Uh, she has no evidence of people leaving because they moved in, and and. Uh, but I do agree that people move out of these neighborhoods as they go and more and more and more criminal blacks move out, too, when but, they can. But, Sam, it might not even be the criminal element. People are leaving uh, certain areas of the country in droves right now. Oh, because of high taxes, you mean? Yes. A.K.A. Obama, or uh, I'm sorry, Trump. Over-regulation. Uh, Trump just did it. And 
Uh, I looked it up uh, on the Internet this week. The 20 uh, cities in America where people are moving to in droves. And then it also said... All right, highlight that, highlight that study because that's what we have next. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about impeachment. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Donald moving to Florida. we got a whole lot on the slate. So right, hold cool. that in the wings because that's coming up for sure. Looks but like... The, the, but the biggest concern I have about the, the them mentioning the mansions is where on earth would they have got that kind of money? Mm, I mean, that's buddy. huge money. That is like winning the lottery money. Neither one of them have ever done that. Uh, so where did the Obamas get that kind of money? They, they didn't have the, they had a little bit of money. I mean, they were both millionaires, uh, when he ran for, uh, either U.S. Senate or President. I can't remember which one, I can't remember which one where they, they had, you know, they both were millionaires, but it was very little, uh. Well, and you would also ask, where would they both become millionaires to? What would garner millionaire status for either they, of these They people? actually showed that. She, she worked uh, I can't remember if she worked uh, as a manager or something. She, anyway, she was uh, some high up in a hospital, I believe. Uh, but uh, Barack Obama was a politician and a community organizer. Where do you get that kind of money? Millionaire community organizers, huh? Yeah, right. Well, yeah. so I would, in the debate with um, Michelle, not only would I discuss... Uh, this divide that I think she's lying and fomenting. I mean, I I understand that there's yeah. a lot of poor people in America, and a lot of them are, you know, black people. I understand all that. But yeah. I think the real cause of a lot of this is, you know what? We just had this study come out about fourth and eighth graders. Their reading comprehension and their math comprehension is going down, Sheriff. And they say they're very concerned about it because they put a ton of money in reforms to try to combat that. And I came back and said, listen. Um, you know what? We had the Phyllis Schlafly first reader program at my house. It cost $80. And I bought it. It was a hardbound book. And I, I basically took all the pages out of it. And, and we basically put uh, sheet protectors on all of it. We put it in a binder so that it could go from kid to kid. And we literally taught eight kids to read with that $80, um, you know, first reader from Phyllis Schlafly, phonics-based reading program. And so what I thought would do is me and Michelle could talk about, you know, there's a divide here. And I'm sad that she's focusing on the divide, but I, the little poor blind white guy from Utah, you know, she's got millions of dollar houses. My whole house doesn't even cost a third of a million dollars. Uh, and I've got me and eight children living in it. And well, not now because they're grown up, but me and my wife and eight children, 10 people in this house. That's, um, you know, maybe a 10th of one of her houses. Right. Okay. And, and, and we're doing fine. We're, you know, and so, you know, this poor white guy from Utah wants to debate her and discuss this. But what I would talk about is let's set aside the divide for a second, Michelle. Let's talk about how whites and blacks can come together and, and not talk about white or black at all. Let's talk about American. And let's talk about what we can do to improve reading, writing, and arithmetic for the American people. Because this study in fourth grade and eighth grade didn't say it was just for black people that were melting down. It was, hey, all the kids are struggling to read and do math and stuff, and I can help. And so I created a program that I thought would be delightful. Phyllis Schlafly's passed away. I'm sure they'd let us co-op this reading program that she's got a little bit. We could even pay a little royalty to the Eagle Forum if we want to. And, and, and we'll come back and I'll tell you the proposal and how it'll work, okay? Liberty Roundtable Live, because we want to bring people together in America. We want freedom for all. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Hey, listen up. This is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard, and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary's selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him in federal court with trumped up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress, now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield. Let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word FIGHT to 444-999. That's FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T, to 444-999. Or go to DefendAPatriot.com. That's DefendAPatriot.com. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, so the Austin, Texas School Board approves radical gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender sex ed curriculum. You kind of wonder if that has anything to do with the failing math scores and the struggling for reading, but it's for all kids, not just blacks. And so this poor white guy wants to uh, debate black Michelle Obama. And so I've got a proposal. We can use this first reader program, get a little bit of the royalties, like, you know, five bucks a copy or two bucks a copy or a dollar a copy or whatever, because there'll be millions of these um, used. And um, what we'll do is we'll we'll take this first reader program and we'll we'll rebrand it. And so do you know who Sonia Carson is, Sheriff? Sonia Carson? Sonia, Sonia Carson. Or Sonia, Sonia Carson? I don't think so. All right, you know who Ben Carson is, right? Oh, yeah. Well, his mother is Sonia Carson. Oh, okay. All right. So Sonia Carson, when um, her little black boys were, you know, in the hood and angry and melting down and watching TV and whatever they were doing, she decided to put a stop to that. And she said, listen, you're going to turn off the boob tube and you're going to work and you're going to read and you're going to do all these things. And so she put this reading program in place. And that's how Ben claims that his whole life turned around. He says that's where he learned to read. He learned that he was smart. He learned that he could become a Christian. He learned all these things. The, the, the ability to read just opened up the world for Ben Carson. So what I thought we would do is we'd rename Phyllis Lafley's first reader. Um, it would be the Sonia Carson, Yes, We Can Learn to Read program. The okay. Sonia Carson, Yes, We Can Learn to Read program. Because Yes, We Can comes from Barack, right? Right. And so we'd have Sonia Carson, who's now passed away, 
uh, leading the charge. You'd have, um, you know, the uh, famous words from Barack in there. And then you'd have Michelle lead the exercise. Sam can just be the quiet, you know, ignorant little white boy from Utah brainchild behind this thing. And what would do is would do the Sonia Carson. Yes, we can learn to read program. And we'd just go around the country and have volunteer parents and students and teachers and loved ones and neighbors and everywhere would help people really focus on reading. And what Michelle's job could be to do would be the fundraiser for this exercise. See? And, and we'd just go ahead and just you know, engage in this philanthropy effort. <clears throat> I'll stay in my little house that you know, doesn't cost much money, comparatively speaking. And I'll just do my thing. And, and, and what do you think? The Yes, we can. Sonia Carson Learn to Read program. And, and now you're basically taking, it's being led by the blacks, man. It's being led by two women, Sonia and Michelle. Ben can just sit back and, and just be, hey, thank God that, that my mom worked hard and taught me to read and look where I'm at. So he'll be kind of the poster child for it. You got Barack's words center stage. Uh, you know, you might even help Donald learn to read with this thing. And, and we could just work on this all together. What do you think of the idea, Sheriff? Well, uh, I think that you'd have to have a rule that you're not allowed to talk about finances because uh, both of them, instead of buying those mansions, should be donating to inner-city poverty programs. Well, why don't they just move right on into the hood, buddy? They could just move right on down there to Watts, or maybe they could just roll right on into some places in Oakland, California. or I mean, there's a lot of places they could move to. But I would love to see it happen. But, yeah, I mean... uh, here, both of them, especially Barack, has promoted socialism and taking care of the poor, which he never did uh, while he was president. Uh, the poor got poor and the rich got richer under his administration. Uh, and now we have a president that's done just the opposite, who has actually uh, taken uh, the bull by the horn in promoting uh, business and fair wages. Uh, and it's the lowest uh, unemployment rate in the in the last sixty years in our country, and the, the highest working rate for minorities that has ever happened. So, it is, it, is it any wonder that the Democrats uh, want to get rid of this guy because uh, he's making them look bad? Because they've never been able to do this, uh, and why any black person in America or any minority in America would ever vote for another Democrat is beyond me. Um, because uh, it's absolutely true when they say, what do you have to lose voting for a Republican uh, or any uh, any other party besides Democrat? Because the Democrats have never fulfilled what they've promised to do for you. And you know who Greta Thunberg is? No. All right. She's that little girl from uh, Europe that got the chance to fly over to the United States at like 16 years old and then scold the United Nations, publicly censure them, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and now she wants Facebook to censor her critics. She wants Facebook to what? Censor her critics. To just shut down her critics. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, Sam, I wanted that all the time, especially when I was running for sheriff. You know, if you could just shut up everybody who doesn't like me. Yeah, that, now you're talking. Yeah. By the way, uh, do you like sriracha? You know, the sriracha sauce stuff? Sriracha? Sriracha sauce? Yeah, that Chinese hot sauce. You like that stuff? Um, a, a little bit, you know. My favorite hot sauce is El Pato. It comes in a little yellow can. A little can, yeah. Well, anyway, the reason I bring this up is because I guess cops found uh, millions of dollars worth of meth in 800-plus sriracha bottles, man. So, you know, be careful when you get sriracha. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Gomert on impeachment. Democratic coup will lead this country into a civil war. What do you think of uh, the no, congressman's no, 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 comments? I, that's uh, Congressman Louis Gomert. Yes, sir. Yeah, I actually sat down with him in his office for about a half an hour um, three years ago when we were trying to get congressmen and people in Washington to help with uh, Sam Gerard. And his was one of the most disappointing uh, visits. I mean, it, it, at least he gave me time to talk to him, but he didn't. You know, he was. He kept saying, oh, well, i got to hurry. I'm late to a Heritage Foundation retreat. And he was so interested in going to this weekend bash or whatever that he was going to for the Heritage Foundation. And that's all he, that's all I ever got back from him. But, uh, uh, you know what? You, you talk about, uh, Michelle, who should be trying to bring, uh, all of us together. Uh, I would say the same thing to Louis Gomert. Uh, don't suggest it. Don't talk about it. Uh, you know what? Uh, the evil machinations uh, of the Democrats that are doing what they're doing. Uh, why don't we just expose what they're doing and uh, let's not promote any type of violence or even the thought of civil war. Um, I don't believe that. I don't believe there's going to be a civil war, and and um, there shouldn't be. Uh, let's take care of this the proper way. And, and you know what? If there was any type of movement, Sam, whatsoever, to sign a petition to get rid of the two-party system, I would back that uh, so quickly. But the thing of it is, we still have so much um, injustice going on. Uh, there was a big thing on Fox News about a family whose father uh, was arrested in, uh, was it Jordan? Been held in a country that where, where we, we're supposed to have a decent relationship and, you know, the first thing, of course, that came to my mind, as you well know, Sam, is why are we so worried and why is Fox so worried in helping uh, a, a man in a foreign country to get out of prison when we have the same thing going on right here in America and we can't get Fox News or anybody to pay any attention to the plight of innocent people uh, that are in our prisons here? I think the issue comes down to this. I think it's kind of like the Republicans, Sheriff. It's like the Republicans voted over and over and over and over and over to reject Obamacare um, when they knew that it wouldn't pass. Once they knew it would pass, they begged off and we simply could not get it done. We failed in the window. Well, the same thing's true here. They know that they could focus overseas because nothing will really move the needle. It'll be great talk. It'll be great division discussions. It'll be great stand for the right and wave the flag and make you feel great. But when push comes to shove, they're not serious about getting anybody out of prison anywhere. Yeah, that's that's why I think maybe we should, if we could get 100 people to go uh, to the corner of Fox News, where it's located, and uh, downtown Times Square, and say, well, why don't you ever, well, you know, just make up signs and do our chants and what? Why don't you worry about innocent people in? Why don't you do stories about innocent people in prison in in America? You do stories all the time about innocence in uh, foreign prison. And uh, you, believe me, I would love to see that guy. Uh, I don't remember the name, but, but uh, I believe they were uh, from the their their nationality was some Middle East nationality. Their family that now they live here, uh, and uh, anyway. Whoever they are, I don't care. No innocent person should be in prison. 
foreign or domestic. And uh, kind of sounds like the oath of office, doesn't it? But, uh, you know, we should be that concerned about everybody. We already know that we incarcerate more people in America than any other uh, industrialized nation. And yet we do nothing about it here. Sad tale to tell, that's for sure. House of Representatives officially voted to open an impeachment inquiry against the Donald on Thursday, primarily partisan lines, following months of speculation, 230, what, 2 to 196? Let's come back, talk about that with a good sheriff in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump attacked House Speaker Nancy Pelosi at a rally in Mississippi on Friday. She's spending all her time on this crap or this impeachment stuff. Earlier, Pelosi was on Bloomberg TV. This is not about his personality, his policies. That's for the election. This is about the Constitution. This is about defending our democracy. Three more Trump officials are expected to testify on Monday about the Ukraine phone call the president had, which is the reason for the inquiry. A New York Times Siena College poll has Elizabeth Warren leading among Iowa voters. Just behind her, neck and neck, are Bernie Sanders and Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Former Vice President Joe Biden is slightly behind in fourth place for Iowa. Other polls are now showing Warren slightly ahead as well. The Iowa caucuses are on February 3rd. This is USA Radio News. Haul packages for a living? A gas-powered Mercedes-Benz Sprinter delivers. Transport people? A Sprinter van with 0% financing is a five-star idea. If food delivery is your thing, then a gas Sprinter caters to you. And if you're a general contractor, the Sprinter with 0% financing nails it. With innovation, safety, and technology, Sprinter is built for you. And it's built for your bottom line with 0% financing. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, starting at just 33790 And for a limited time with IRS Section 179, you could be eligible for up to a $25,000 tax deduction. Gas engine, 0% financing, and a possible tax deduction? Now that's a Sprinter that delivers. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, national dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about cost and terms. Only valid on 2018 or 2019 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter vans, excluding cap chassis. Qualified commercial customer only. Financing offer valid through January 2nd, 2020. Consult your tax advisor. For more information, limits may apply. Visit mbvans.com. It appears a deal has been reached in the strike between Ford and the United Auto Workers Union. USA's John Hunt has more. United Auto Workers at Ford will start voting Monday on a proposed four-year contract that includes wage increases and more than $6 billion for investments at 19 plants. The United Auto Workers said that its national UAW Ford Council voted to send the deal to 55,000 workers for the ratification vote. The Ford workers would get a 4% lump sum payment in the first and third year of the contract and 3% wage increases in the second and fourth year. New hires will reach the top pay scale sooner. They would get ratification bonuses of $9,000, less than the $11,000 bonuses that workers at GM won last month, but they did not endure as long a strike. The union said the Ford agreement includes the promise of investments that will create or save more than 8,500 jobs. For USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. You're listening to USA Radio News.
All right, it's Sam Bushman, the good sheriff, Sheriff Richard Mack, CSPOA.org, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. We're breaking it down so that, uh, what, 232 to 196, they said let's move forward with impeachment uh, proceedings against the president. But 40 conservative groups now filed an ethics complaint uh, against House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Why? For launching a, quote, weaponized impeachment against President Donald Trump. There's a bunch of these groups that have done this. Tea Party Patriots. Uh, Tea Party Patriot Action is leading this complaint. Uh, what do you say to that, Sheriff? Well, I think that's that's great. Uh, maybe we should join it. Uh, because it is a farce. She's doing it backwards. Uh, if you have If you have the information to support... Uh, high crimes and misdemeanors, and or and or treason uh, by the president, uh, then then vote to go with uh, the impeachment. What they have done is they have paraded a bunch of uh, hopeful witnesses. Hopeful, they don't know that they have anything on these people, uh, like John Bolton, uh, recently uh, fired or asked to leave uh, as the security advisor to the president. Uh, now they want to parade him in. Anybody who has left the president, anybody who's spoken out against the president, they're parading all these people in there uh, to uh, do all this. We already have the most significant evidence that this quid pro quo, quid pro quo thing uh, that's supposed to be at the heart of the issue uh, and the focal point of the issue uh, we already have the president that pres- from Ukraine that President Trump spoke with, where that was supposed to have happened, who said it never happened. He's not concerned about it. He doesn't consider himself a victim of anything. The quid pro quo did not happen. The money that should never have gone to him, as far as you want to talk about proper spending, but uh, the foreign aid that went to Ukraine did go to the U- Ukraine uh, the, to help their supposed military. But uh, this whole thing should address all the foreign aid that we do with anybody. If, if you want to go with a crime problem, it should be Congress who has done this and the presidents who have continued to pay uh, foreign aid to all, all the countries that we pay foreign aid to. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous, stupid practice. Well, Tea Party Patriot Action is the one leading this complaint, suggesting that Pelosi has tried to seize political Power from the executive branch of government by initiating her weaponized impeachment inquiry and, and hypocritically trying to usurp President Trump's authority, according to Fox News. Now, they've sent their complaint to the Office of Congressional Ethics, and they've demanded that they investigate Pelosi's misconduct. The primary issue here is how she's gone about it, as you wisely point out, backwards. And what she's literally done is... Um, bordered on treason because they're not literally taking things to the full house. They're holding closed door secret meetings that were what was protested by the Republicans. So it's heating up. What do you think is going to happen? Well, it is heating up, but uh, I, I still think it can go nowhere. Uh, the, the Senate has already indicated that they're not going to, uh, that there is no uh, vote there that would uh, take out the president. Uh, in fact, I think Mitch McConnell uh, very astutely uh, brought that up, you know, because they already did kind of a vote that showed 
she doesn't have the votes to do it. So, uh, and, and Sam, I think we need to reiterate this. They're bringing in people who they hope have something on the president to back what they've already done. Uh, but this whole thing in any court goes nowhere when you get the president of the Ukraine to testify uh, about this, and you already have the transcript of the whole thing. Uh, and so I, I just don't see where uh, any of this can go. So what they've done, if they, they've seen that too, uh, they all know, they're smart enough, most of them are lawyers, they're all smart enough to know that they, they have no case. So what they've done is they've tr- hopefully... Uh, they've done a hopeful thing. They, you know, they're throwing up a shot and hope it goes in, or so, hoping that something goes in, and that uh, somebody in these witnesses that they've paraded in, and they, of course they have to do it behind closed doors, because if they don't, they're going to show everybody that they have nothing, and they had nothing to begin with. Well, even Tom Brokaw, a former veteran reporter, was tapped, oh, yeah. and he said they don't have any goods on Donald. No, they don't. And and that's why they're praying in all these witnesses, hoping to get something. And just Sam, if you recall, before the the conversation with the uh, Ukrainian president, uh, Nancy Pelosi was against uh, impeachment. And so all of a sudden, after this phone call, she goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, the president violated the Constitution." I mean, that's probably the most remarkable thing of all of this, Sam. Yes, but here's what's even more remarkable. She is actually talking about the Constitution and the oath of office that she's never mentioned in her 40-year career in politics. Amen to that. Now, it gets more interesting because Democrats' decision to televise the Trump impeachment hearings could prove politically perilous, even says Reuters. We're talking about wall-to-wall coverage, Sheriff. We're talking about lawmakers are going to have to avoid the urge to grandstand before a TV audience of millions on this thing. Can you say political circus, sir? Oh, gosh, can I ever? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, this is, really where we are, right? Yeah, and I was just on with Ernie Hancock, and, and uh, he says the same thing. It is so entertaining. And Sam, to me, that's all it is. That's all Washington, D.C. is to me anymore. It's just entertainment. And and Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff are, are way at the top. Adam Schiff, what a what an absolute liar! I mean, his dishonesty is so compounded by more dishonesty that it, it's just it's just uh, so entertaining uh, to watch him squirm and to watch his faces. And uh, I mean, uh, I totally agree with the Republican. I think it was Scalise who said, "Take the stand." You take the stand. You say you you said uh, for three years that you have evidence on the president with colluding with Russia. Take the stand, sir. If you have this and if you have the goods on the president, take the stand. Raise your hand and swear an oath to tell the truth. Go for it, man. Well, and the biggest problem for the Democrats on this is when they won't produce even the people who are making the allegations against President Trump, they call them whistleblowers, but I don't think they even qualify for whistleblower status. But when you don't have the chance to even face your accuser, I'm telling you right now, all Donald's got to do is hold on to that, and the Americans will see right through this political circus. Now, understand, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, Trump will not be removed from office over this by impeachment. Understand, it takes a super majority of U.S. senators to convict an impeachment trial, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, when you look at the Constitution, it requires 
only 34 senatorial votes, so a little over a third, to acquit, folks. They're not going to get this done, even if it gets out of the House, Sheriff. Yeah, and Nancy knows that, and so does Adam Schiff. Uh, what they're trying to do is uh, preempt the, the election that's coming up, because any idiot would say uh, in Washington, of course, in, in, they're all idiots and liars, so they're not going to be honest and fair about it. But they would say the same thing that uh, even coming out on the news. The election is one year from right now, almost one year to the day. That means there's six months left until the the election is really uh, telling uh, where this whole thing is going to go as far as anybody being able to beat Trump. And so why don't you just let the American people decide for themselves uh, whether or not that they want to keep Trump and stop this charade and stop all this expense. And why don't you focus on something that would actually benefit our country? And why don't you do something to bring Democrats and Republicans together? And I will tell you, I want to talk about that a little bit from our con- our conference, about how that has actually happened and how we should look to New Mexico and New Mexico sheriffs uh, who have actually made that happen. But... When you say made that happen, meaning come together and set aside the politics and stand for right things that will benefit America. Got plenty of time. But I just wanted to throw that in because that's something that we really need. But, to but you're talking about these sheriffs uh, focusing on a way to come together and set aside the rancor and the politics, right? And stand Correct. for America. Correct. All right, let's talk about it. Because I, that's been my message with Michelle Obama, too. Why don't we focus on ways to help American people do better? To have better lives. Why don't we work on ways to help people read and do math and help law enforcement be fair to all Americans and have Americans learn to support their law enforcement, and not have this divide through these hostile tactics. And, you know, what can we do to improve this? There's so much that can be worked on, Sheriff. Oh, totally. And um, the problem is that you don't have a Nancy Pelosi type anywhere in Washington, D.C., you don't have a Michelle Obama uh, that would really look at liberty first. And liberty has to be first if you're going to bring people together. I was hoping Donald would drain the swamp and a few of those folks would be up there. The closest to it I see right now is Ben Carson. Oh, yeah, totally. All right, ladies and gentlemen, ain't tight. Sam Bushman, the good sheriff with us. The Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association had a conference a couple of weeks ago. Breakdown from that in seconds from the good sheriff, Richard Mack, on your radio. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, 
Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. like in Washington, the swamp is all focused on tearing America apart. From Michelle talking about white flight and saying that white people are afraid of black people and right on down to Nancy Pelosi attacking the Donald and Donald and the swamp uh, just simply at raging against the machine. Uh, there are folks that are trying to bring people together. Uh, and that's really what we need to focus on because I believe whether that be uh, local, right in your community, uh, your state, right on the national scale, that's where the answers lie in us working together as Americans, Sheriff. Uh, and th- the conference you guys had a couple of weeks ago typifies that reality, right? Well, it does, Sam. And, and uh, it's only uh, sad, but we're really trying to get it out there. It's sad that uh, the entire nation didn't see what happened there. Uh, we we had no press there, um, and maybe we did a poor job getting it to the press that we were going to be there. Some sheriffs are reluctant to have the press there, those types of things, but uh, the sheriffs that did speak have already received so much press on this that uh, I doubt very seriously if they would have minded. Uh, but sometimes the press being there does change the tone, and, and you know people are afraid a little bit about where the press is going to take this. But it was so magnificent. Well, and let's be clear. They're not afraid of where they stand, and they're not afraid of no. what they believe in, and they're not afraid of what they say. What they're afraid of is the mainstream press manipulating things to flat-out dishonest portions. And I'll give you a quick example. Uh, You and I and Tom DeWeese were all at a conference at Valley Forge, and we all three spoke. Right. And literally the Southern Poverty Law Center had some members come, and they you know, ducked under the radar and got into the conference, which is fine. I don't care. But what they did is they left, and they flat-out lied, absolutely blatantly lied about what was said and who said what. We had to literally pull the videos of the conference on tape and prove them liars. And rather than getting sued, they wrote a letter of apology. Uh, But this just shows what, uh, no wonder they're afraid of that stuff, right? Yeah, that's actually uh, prompted the lawsuit that I started against the Southern Poverty Law Center that I would have won. But one of their, uh, I guess they had a reporter by the name of Ryan that was kind of honest. And I said, oh, he called me about something else, some other issue. And I've always talked to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Stuart Rose has never talked to him. But uh, any reporter, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I don't care who the reporter is. Uh, I always talk to them, even if they've lied to me, uh, lied about me uh, in the past. I still talk to them. I might cut them off. Uh, you know, I might say, why? I'll even say, why would I talk to you when you lied about me? So when this reporter called, I says, 
why I said, you know, you guys have, uh, the Southern Party Law Center has lied about me a lot. They, they've called me a, a domestic terrorist. And I said, yeah, but I've never committed an act of violence in my entire 20-year career. I've never committed an act of violence. Not to mention a 60-year life. Yeah, exactly. And, and I said, uh, look, I said, the, the most violent thing I ever did is uh, I played football in high school. Uh, you know, I, and I said, okay, that's it. I, I've anyway. So I went through my 20-year career in law enforcement, and and I said, so then you guys lie about me and say that I said that uh, we should go shoot uh, IRS agents, and I said I never said anything of the sort. And uh, so then he took it to his boss, and they reviewed the tape, and uh, the reporter who did go into that Valley Forge meeting that you and I spoke at with Tom and a lot of other people, Larry Pratt and a few others. So anyway, they came up and said, you're right, you didn't say that. I said, yeah. I said, so you have reporters that lie and that nobody verifies their information before you go. I mean, they tell you what you want to hear and you guys go for it. And and so anyway, yeah, they uh, in fact, I don't believe they ever re- uh, actually printed a an apology. They just printed a retraction. Yeah, and then they were going to have somebody write a rebuttal to that, or write kind of. A, and then they, I was supposed to write that. I wrote it up. They failed. Right. They wouldn't uh, print it. They were just too chicken to even uh, engage there. The bottom line is what they did is they managed it and avoided a lawsuit. Too bad we should have sued their socks off. You and I should yeah. be pretty wealthy right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center, I think, has uh, gone way over the line. They usually were very adept at uh, just staying right on the line, uh, but uh, they don't do it. Uh, well, they had a few perverts and racists in their midst, and it kind of went and sent things off the deep end a little too quickly, right. and they spiral out of control there. But again, they have plenty of money, so they'll never really go away. But nevertheless, while they're working on that divide-and-conquer and dishonest uh, agenda— uh, that they have. We're working on bringing people together. The conference uh, highlighted that reality. It did. Big time. New Mexico sheriffs taking the lead. That was that was really the astonishing thing, Sam, because there's 33 counties in New Mexico, and they have 33 sheriffs. 29 out of the 33 sheriffs have stood against the gun control proposed by the governor and the state legislature. And uh, they've done so uh, quite openly, and yes, they've received a lot of press. Uh, And the president of the New Mexico Sheriff's Association, Tony Mace, is also the president of the Western State Sheriff's Association, which includes 17 states uh, west of the Mississippi. And uh, actually, I was uh, sheriff when we started that group. And I will tell you that one of the reasons we started the Western State Sheriff's Association was because the National Sheriff's Association was so liberal and and such a uh, what supporter, uh, bed partner, I think is the best word, uh, term, uh, bed partner with the federal government. And uh, because of the money situation, that, that uh, the money relationship that they had. So we actually started the Western State Sheriff's Association because of our uh, disappointment in the National Sheriff's Association, that they would not look at Western issues that were key to us, especially the land grab by the federal government, and the NSA never did anything about it. 
And and so that's now the NSA has looked at the Western State Sheriff's Association. Oh yeah, we're buddies now. Let's have a relationship. We'll come and support your meetings and blah blah blah. A bunch of baloney. Anyway, the New Mexico Sheriff's uh, Association uh, has twenty nine out of thirty three that are standing up against it. And I said, hey, wait a minute. So Tony Mace was one of our uh, main speakers at the meeting, and he did just absolutely amazing, Sam. And everybody in the country, everybody listening to your program, needs to get a copy of our of, of our program. We videoed the whole thing, and you've got to get a hold of this. And for twenty dollars, we'll send you the link, and you can watch the whole thing. But Tony Mace was very humble. He says, "Look, I'm not a silver tongue uh, uh, politician. I'm I'm not that great at speaking." And I even told him after I got up after he spoke, I said. Tony, I said, your ability to speak, your articulation uh, is uh, amazing and uh, even Reagan-esque. And, and so, uh, but Sam, what do we know about New Mexico politically? It's largely Democrat. So I said, I said, uh, Tony Mace, uh, I said, Sheriff Mace, correct me if I'm wrong, but many of the sheriffs standing together are both Democrat and Republican, right? And he goes, yes. And I said, here we have the example of exactly what we're after at the CSPOA. We're not playing politics here. We do not care what party you are. We do not care what party a sheriff is. We care that you're standing for liberty. And now we have a national example, maybe an international example, by the sheriffs of New Mexico who are standing for liberty, who are standing for the right to keep and bear arms, and we're not asking what party they are. We're, they're actually working together to stand for liberty. And if we could only get the Democrats across this country and the Republicans across this country to work together to stand for liberty, we will not be talking about this stupid <clears throat> uh, rife between blacks and whites, the division there. We will be standing together as people for the holy cause of liberty. And I, my hat is off to the New Mexico sheriffs, there was another sheriff there, Sheriff Hamilton. Uh, we had him come up and speak just real briefly. He wasn't on the agenda, but because of his uh, presence there, we wanted him to come in and reiterate what Sheriff Mason said, and he did. And I'm telling you, the sheriffs and chief of police that we had speak there just absolutely knocked it out of the park. The conference went ten times better than we ever imagined. We don't tell people what they have to say. Uh, the only thing we said uh, beforehand is keep keep your comments fundamental and about the Constitution and liberty. That's it. And so it was absolutely amazing, Sam, and everybody needs to get a copy of that. Everybody should spread it around and find out how the CSPOA, with uh, a bunch of sheriffs and, and a bunch of concerned citizens, set the example for the entire nation. Well, one of the important things to understand about this is, you know, the sheriffs can play a big role when it comes to the rule of law about this Constitution requires only 34 uh, senators to acquit with the president. The sheriffs can start to speak out and say, hey, this is not a Republican or a Democrat issue like Nancy wants you to believe. This is an issue where, hey, if you have evidence, we need to see the evidence. And if you don't have evidence, it's time to sit down and it's time to follow the rule of law in America. If you have the votes to impeach, file your articles of impeachment and vote. 
And if you don't have the, vo- the vote, then it's going to get shut down. If you do have the vote, then you better start producing evidence quickly. Um, because you can only vote for impeachment based on solid evidence. And you can only really pursue these these meetings and these uh, uh, depositions of people and, and, and forcing people to testify under subpoena and, and subpoenaing records. And if you have a serious probable cause, this is something that sheriffs, based on the rule of law, should set aside all politics and say, these are the guidelines for honest enforcement of the law in America. Shouldn't they, Sheriff? Well, yeah, absolutely. That's it. And uh, just like I said, you know, they're hoping to get uh, witnesses after the fact that will support what they've what they've done. Uh, and who knows what made Nancy go from no impeachment because there's really no grounds to oh yeah, that conversation makes it obvious that the president's a traitor. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, so we don't know what or who got to her, uh, but this whole process is. And and I'm I don't you know I'm not a real big fan uh, of the president uh, sometimes especially when it comes to innocence in prison uh, I think he's done a decent job here and there and I think he's really tried to do what he said he was going to do which I find amazing which brings me to support him on that but I'm supporting him any more because uh, all the all the uh, corrupt media and politicians in Washington are going after him so I think we oh well Trump must absolutely have something. Uh, that's good about him, and he must be doing a real good job, or all these corrupt people wouldn't be going after him. Uh, so that's the bottom line with Trump. But uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to defend uh, him or any other president. I, I really went after George Bush big time, uh, and and I, I will continue to do so. I don't care what party they are, and so to me, it's not party issue at all. So anyway, but uh, Sam, the the conference was. Uh, wonderful, and we now want to do more. And I already have one of the sheriffs who spoke said, hey, when are we doing the next one? Sheriff Darleaf just asked him, when are we doing the next one next year? Tell me when. I'm, I'm ready. And Sheriff Darleaf did a great job showing the power of the sheriff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to work on it. we got a lot to do. Little time, but we got to stand for the sacred cause of liberty. Tony Mace doing a great job in New Mexico standing for liberty. we got to do the same. This is not a right-left issue. This is a reality issue. If the law's broken, let's create accountability. But you got to prove the law's been broken, ladies and gentlemen. Not just barbecue in the court of public opinion and create political theater uh, on TV. That isn't that isn't going to get it in the Republic, ladies and gentlemen. CSPOA.org. Watch the videos today. They're incredible. We declare this nation shall endure.